Good evening. This is Lehigh Valley Discourse, and you're listening to Wellness Lehigh Valley. I am your host, Sally Hanlon. Wellness is important to a balanced lifestyle, and more and more we, as humanity, are figuring out how certain elements can lead to positive results. From mental health to environment, including all things that can affect your wellness, I am happy to invite you into our conversation on ways to improve or think differently about wellness in the Lehigh Valley. Tonight's program will be focusing on the power of food. And so as I usually do, I like to give a a little bit of a background before I introduce my guest, who's a good friend. Um, I said the power of food is our topic. According to Amazon and Google, there are more than 2.5 million sources of health, wellness, diet, fitness, information, books, websites, apps, blogs, which we can access. This can lead to being confused, overwhelmed, and then paralysis so nothing gets accomplished. And also in my research, it was reiterated that 30% of our health and longevity can be attributed to DNA, while 70% is in our control. Dr. Bruce Lipton in The Biology of Belief said environmental influences such as nutrition, stress, emotions can modify genes. Our bodies have become a reflection of our lifestyle choices. And what if you have limited access to nutritious and healthy foods? How can you move beyond information paralysis and take an active role in your own health and wellness? Our mental, physical, emotional health is an individual matter. There is no magic pill that works for us. We are all bio-individuals. We can make a difference in our own lives. Listen in and you'll understand how. So I'd like to welcome Dr. Christiane Hines. She is a family medicine doctor who practices functional and integrative medicine. Christiane, welcome. Thank you, Sally. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I'm so happy to be here. It's so good to see you. I, I, we were saying before the show, um, our last class together was 2008. <laughs> I can't believe that. I don't know where the time has gone. Yeah, well, based on my research for this show, you've been pretty busy. You've opened your own clinic and uh, you've gotten into a bunch of different areas of alternative health. Can you share with our listeners the areas that you've studied and become accomplished in? Sure. Well, I started off my health journey in college when I majored in nutrition and then later became a registered dietitian after that. Worked for a number of years in the field before I pursued a degree in medicine at the University of Pennsylvania and then went on to study family medicine practice at Lehigh Valley Hospital right here in the Valley. Okay. Very happy to be back on my old stomping ground. So while I was in residency, um, I actually completed residency part-time, which was an unusual feat for somebody during that time period. And I was able to begin to study different types of medicine and bring them into my clinical practice. And that's when we met. Correct. I was in residency and I was also taking herbal studies course. Mm -hmm. And I also did some homeopathic studies. I studied acupuncture and really tried to figure out how is it that we could blend all of these things together and bring those into primary care for total wellness. Were you unique in your class for doing that, for reaching out to the alternative and looking at an integrative approach? 
there were a number of amazing people that I had the opportunity to go to residency with. Okay. And there were a number of other residents that pursued their acupuncture studies after I did. And we were able together to create a clinic in the afternoons where we just offered acupuncture to a lot of our clinic patients. And we had amazing support by the program to lean in, try innovative health practices that ultimately just enhanced health all over, all around. Yeah. That's the nice thing about family medicine is that we are trained in so many aspects of health, mental health, physical health, emotional health, community health, that bringing an idea to that residency program was always well accepted. It's amazing. When I when I went over and looked at your history, I, you have been certainly very busy since we were in class <laughs> together. And before we get into our topic, which is the power of food and a study that you did this summer, could you just talk a little bit about your practice so that our listeners understand what your practice is, its foundation, foundational wellness, medical, fitness, training, whatever? It, please share it with us. So my practice now is a culmination of all the things that I've been doing throughout the last 20 years. Foundationally, it's based in nutrition because that's where I started. Okay. And I really believe that that is the foundation of our physiologic health for our cellular health. It determines what genes get turned on, what genes get turned off, what neurotransmitters we're able to make for our mental health. And that is always where I've started. Okay. Never not wavered from that. When I layer that on top of an allopathic medicine approach, which would be what we would consider to be Western medicine, similar to what people experience when they go to their traditional primary care doctor, that is the science or the study of knowing how to make a diagnosis in that modality. So it's diagnosis, it's lab work, it's medication prescribing, it is understanding how someone got where they are right now. Okay. So that I learned in residency. Then I went on to further study integrative and functional medicine, and I felt like I had started residency all over. It was wow. my first job. I remember sitting there with a textbook thinking to myself, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to ground zero here. So that was the approach of understanding the intricacies of the way the body works together. How do things, you know, how does stress affect our endocrine system? How does our endocrine system affect our nervous system? How does our nervous system affect our digestive health? How does our digestive health affect our nutrient absorption? How do nutrients affect our cellular health? Right. How does that play out in what I'm seeing in terms of disease in front of me? So that is the concept of integrative and functional medicine has really coined the term root cause. So that is where someone comes in with a particular symptom, oh, I feel fatigued. What is the root cause of that fatigue? Is it merely labs that we're dealing with or is there something more? Is there something deeper that we're trying to get to? Are we trying to uncover exposures, exposures to environments, emotional health, um, hidden viruses, hidden food allergies, all those things. All those things can contribute to one symptom. Correct. And it can be different in different people. And it can be completely different in different people. Yeah. And so 
functional medicine along with integrative medicine or environmental medicine is taking that individual into account, taking the circumstances, and figuring out what is the underlying cause. Because once we can fix that, the body wants to be in balance. The body wants to be healed and healthy. If we can find whatever it is that is not allowing that biologic process to happen, if we can find that, most often many of those symptoms will resolve. Interesting, wow. And so how long has your clinic been open and where is it located? So I worked at a number of different integrative medicine clinics before I ended up opening my own. Okay. I have been in practice by myself for about seven years. Okay. Since 2015. Okay. So I guess that's seven years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and I am in Ottsville, Pennsylvania. Okay. Right now. All right. So, and that's just uh, at the tip of Bucks County over the Lehigh Valley, Northampton County. Correct. So south of Easton, mm -hmm. north of Doylestown. Okay. It's kind of how I like to explain it. And east of Hellertown okay. on 412. On 412. So kind of right in that cross section there. Okay. Good territory. Christian, I am so interested to learning about the study you did this summer. I think it's great that you undertook this study of um, what I'm calling food deserts. You may call it a little bit different, but it's a neighborhood or an area that has limitation or limit, limited access to a variety of healthy foods. So what brought on this idea to do this study? Why, why did you do this? So I often entertain the idea of doing multiple health studies on myself because I figure if I'm asking somebody to do this or I'm recommending this to somebody, I better know what that feels like mm -hmm. and I better understand what the challenges are of that task that I'm asking somebody to do. And when I've had multiple people that I have known to do shopping in my local area, what you could term a convenience store or a dollar type store. And it occurred to me when one of those stores came up and was built recently in the middle of the pandemic, that maybe I should try to do a week's worth of grocery shopping and eating from one of those stores. And after visiting all three of the stores in my neighborhood, I settled on the dollar-like store. Mm -hmm. And what I then went on to do was to understand how much money is allotted per week if someone is participating in the SNAP program. Okay. And so when I did that research, which that number has actually been increased during the pandemic with some of the emergency funding that's gone through. So I was allotted, based on those numbers, $63 a week. For food. For food. So that comes out to a little bit more than $2 a meal. And that's like a per person? That's a per person. Okay. So, and that's only the money that's allotted through the SNAP program. Right. So I didn't okay. use any other supplemental money, which likely many of the people who are participating in that program may have access to other funds. Okay. I limited myself to Just that to, budget okay. to see what that would be like. And because I feel that food is so foundational to our health, I really wanted to understand how would I feel, how healthy could I feel knowing what my individual personal diet is for my individual biology. I have done many 
elimination diets. I have done many anti-inflammatory diets. Mm -hmm. And I know exactly the foods that I need to eat to feel the best that I can feel. Okay. So I went into the store with that mindset that I was going to try to eat as close to the type of diet that I normally do within the budget constraints within what was available in that food okay. store. Mm -hmm. So that was my that was my task for the week. Okay. And so you undertook this task this summer. So you just finished it, correct? I just finished it a week ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. My goal was to do a week and my goal was to try to eat a whole foods based anti inflammatory diet. And I wanted to have as little processed food, and I wanted to omit or not eat ultra-processed foods. Okay, so let's describe for or explain to our listeners processed and ultra-processed. Yeah, so let's talk about that because that's really interesting. So whole foods would be things like that nothing has been done to them. Okay. So an apple would mm. be a whole food. Right. Canned apples would be a processed food. To a certain degree. Okay. So, and then ultra processed food would be uh, an apple pie, for example. Okay. So, as we move along that trajectory, we are inviting or using more ingredients that are not original to that food product. Not original to the apple itself. Not original to the apple itself. Okay. Well, listeners, we're going to take a short break. As I said earlier, you're listening to Wellness Lehigh Valley with our guest this evening, Dr. Christanne Hines, and we are talking about the role of food and its power for wellness. Stay tuned, and you're going to hear the results of the study that she did this summer. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all of our programming possible. Becoming a member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure we'll be here for the next person in our community to discover. The many choices and real voices you hear every day would not be here without your support. Make your membership gift today by calling 610-694-8100 or at WDIY.org. Tune up your week with a great variety of jazz music on WDIY Monday through Friday nights from 9 to 11 offers many choices from the world of jazz featuring traditional to modern styles plus swing Sunday at 5 p.m. and improvisational jazz on the bridge Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Listen for new releases, interviews with artists, and information on upcoming performances right here on WDIY. Welcome back to our Wellness Lehigh Valley Discourse Program. We are talking about the power of food with our guest this evening, Dr. Christanne Hines, family medicine doctor who practices functional and integrative medicine at her Red Hill Medical and Wellness Clinic in Ottsville. And before the break, we were talking about uh, research that she was doing this summer at a dollar type store uh, where she was trying to stay within a SNAP budget and try and eat as nutritiously as possible within that. And she defined for us um, whole food and processed and ultra-processed. So, Christiane, what happened? What did you learn? What's the summary of what you did? So what I learned was that the foods in those dollar-type foods change a lot. So when you're trying or you're looking for whole food products, 
there is some availability. There was some availability to fresh foods, although many of them were challenging within the budget that I had. Okay. So and the budget again was? $63 a week. Okay. So my first approach was to go in and try to get things that I knew worked with me in terms of the diet that I typically eat. And I looked for things like beans, rice. I looked for some, they did have onions. I got garlic. So I got some basic foods. What I was having trouble finding was vegetables. So there was a frozen section that was available and within the budget for me to buy five packets of a frozen vegetable, what I bought was broccoli cuts, which is a combination of broccoli sprouts with some florets. Okay, so you got a lot of the stock. You got a lot of the stock and okay. some of the florets. Okay. And then for my protein source, which I was a little bit worried about where I was gonna get my protein, although I was getting some from the beans, I did buy some processed foods. So I did buy some canned fish, okay. which based on our definition before would be a processed food because we're not, I'm not able to buy fish, right. but I could buy canned fish. So I bought some canned fish and I bought some olives and I bought a can of tomatoes. Wow, that's creative so cooking, wow. That, and I bought a, I bought a bag of peas oh, okay. <laughs> in addition to the broccoli okay. cuts. And that was what I ate for a week, mix and matching, making, I was able to get pinto beans, I got northern white beans, okay. I was super grateful about that. I did buy a bag of rice, but when I, it was white rice and I tend personally not to be able to tolerate that very well. Okay. It, a little bit high in carbohydrates for me and okay. I tend to feel tired and get a little bit of a crash after I eat that. So I omitted that after I tried that the first day and I stuck with kind of the basics. So my daily routine was two cups of beans, one tin of tuna fish, okay, and broccoli cuts. And then I had the onions and I had, I got a can of olive oil able to get that so I used that as additional support um, for flavoring I had some salt and that was what I ate and then on I did have somebody over for dinner oh my goodness and <laughs> I made white beans and canned salmon casserole okay so creative cooking which was actually really good so okay. I entertained as well <laughs> <laughs> and let me ask, did you lose weight on this diet? So interestingly, when I calculated out what I would call my macronutrients, mm -hmm. meaning was I able to eat meet the calories that I required? Was I able to eat meet the protein requirements, the carbohydrates, the fiber? I actually was able, for the most part, to meet my macronutrients requirements. So I did not lose an excessive amount of weight. Okay. I got a marginal amount of protein, not as much as I generally like to do for my level of activity, but certainly enough to maintain between the fish and the beans. And I got around 38 grams of fiber, which I think just meets the recommendations for daily fiber intake. Okay, all right. So did you feel differently 
um, at the end of the week after being on this regiment? So to be quite frank, I actually got really constipated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you didn't have fruit. Which was very concerning to me uh-huh. as a integrative and functional medicine doctor uh-huh. because elimination is a major part of the way that we keep ourselves healthy and Absolutely. the way that we detox. So that was definitely concerning to me from just an overall look. And as I know from being a doctor for so many years, constipation is a major symptom that people come in to my office with and have ever since I started practicing. Okay. It's a major symptom across the United States. Well, and that is, you know, with processed foods, I, a report that I read said that, you know, IBS, uh, colon cancer, all those things can come from eating too much processed foods. Yes, which generally have lower fiber and lower roughage than if we are eating whole foods. Right. And so that reflection of not having access to those foods that were available through that dollar type store absolutely had an impact in my overall well-being from that perspective. Okay. In terms of energy, in terms of being able to get through my day, in terms of mental clarity, I felt fine. Okay. For the most part. For the most part. I was missing a lot of the, you know, I was missing a lot of the micronutrients. And that was the one deficit that became very obvious to me when I actually calculated or put it into a nutrition program was that the micronutrient aspect of foods was not available. Okay, and explain micronutrients for us. So micronutrients have to do with things that are specific to plants and fruits, you know, vegetables and fruits that they give us. Okay. It would be things that we know as vitamin A, vitamin C, zinc, minerals, all the things that you might find in a multivitamin are typically considered to be micronutrients mm-hmm. that ideally we get from eating a variety of foods. And often in kind of the functional medicine or the integrative world, we always encourage people to eat a rainbow of foods. Right. That's not possible to eat a rainbow of foods when you're shopping in that type of a store. Okay. So when you were looking at what you could select as the healthiest uh, products, you were reading labels? How, How did you determine which foods to choose for your diet? So the options I had in terms of vegetables were... Broccoli cuts, broccoli florets, which were a dollar and a half more than the broccoli cuts. So from a financial standpoint, I went with the broccoli cuts. Peas and corn. So out of those, I chose to do the cruciferous vegetables, which broccoli would be a cruciferous vegetable and provide things like vitamin C, provide things like sulfur that helps us detox, provide some level of fiber. So I went with that mm-hmm. in terms of my vegetable option. The, there were canned vegetables, but again, I was trying to really stick to an anti-inflammatory as much whole foods, and the frozen fresh mm-hmm. was better than the canned, than the canned yeah. for that. So I didn't really have a lot of options in terms of being able to actively select what nutrients I was looking for. Had I had 
more of a budget, I would have been able to get frozen blueberries, which mm. would have provided a different kind of nutrient support mm -hmm. than just the frozen Herbs, vegetables. vegetables. Interesting. So now that you have this information, and by the way, listeners, this was just a week that she felt uh, like she needed to have some additional micronutrient support. <laughs> so what do you hope to do with this? What, what are some of your thoughts to how you can use this information going forward to help your clients, to maybe share with other people? So part of my thought process after I did this was, would it be advantageous for me to try to stick to the same budget, but shop at a bigger grocery store mm -hmm. and see what kind of diversity I could have? And that really speaks to the power of large buying, right? So if I were able to get to Giant or I were able to get to Wegmans, would I have more access to foods that were higher in nutritional value? that potentially also provided more fiber and right. you know more more of those healthful foods um, within that budget constraint. Mm -hmm. And I have not done that and I have not been able to get down there to price point that, but I think that would speak to the concept of communities that may not have access to large grocery stores. And you talked a little bit in the beginning about the concept of a food desert right. as communities that may not have, and they can be rural or they can be urban, Correct. that may not have access to healthful nutritional foods. Um, and then when we look at the concept of health equity, health equity is sometimes defined as people having access to all the things they need available to maximize their health potential. And food in my business is the key to maximizing health potential. Correct. And so I think this only points to underscore how important community programs are that, number one, support local farmers markets in communities, that support community gardens mm -hmm. in those communities, to encourage people to perhaps consider like a collective buying co-op if that was something that could be put in place by communities so that people could actually have more access and buying power to these other types of foods than what's available in some, some of the more convenient type. Yeah, convenient stores. Or, stores. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So going forward, do you think that you're going to be able to maybe document this a little bit and share it with communities so they can, you know, maybe take a a hint from what you've learned and share it with their communities? I think my next step is going to be to assess whether or not going to a larger grocery store, if I actually have more access okay. to, to, compare, the to two. compare the two. And I, I think that that will really underscore the need for community programming Perfect. that allows and encourages and tries to create more access for people to have access to bigger stores that may have, you know, better buying power. Interesting. Listeners, we're about ready to wrap up, and I'm not ready to end this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this is really interesting, Chrisanne. And um, before we close, can you just share a little bit about your, your clinic and what you have to offer there? And if people want to learn more, the website? Sure, sure. So you can access or look at my website to learn more about me and what's offered at my practice at redhillmedical.com. 
and that will share with you the things that we offer. I offer nutritional counseling, functional medicine counseling, and treatments. I do acupuncture there. I have someone who comes in and does massage. We have therapists there to address emotional health and wellness and how trauma impacts our everyday wellness. Well, you have some exercise programs too, I think. So I've been teaching kettlebell exercise for a long time. I remember. A long time, <laughs> a long time for over 20 years. And I have a ongoing class that I do locally okay. with women teaching and learning about strength training. Okay. Listeners, we're at the end of this show. And Christiane, Dr. Hines, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us and to share your information about the research that you did this summer. Thank you so much for having me, Sally. This was so fun. Good, so good. happy to be here. Good. And listeners, thank you for making the time for this conversation. You can also find past episodes and other programs on public affairs at WDIY.org and on major podcast platforms. I am Sally Hanlon, and this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley Discourse, and we'll see you next time on Wellness Lehigh Valley. 